Amazon. 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 Oh, you got biscuits coming. Uh, can't remember what I've got coming. Yeah, uh, dog food. Yeah, bit of dog food. Which one did you go for? Uh, wag. Wag. Wag, because it's cheap and says complete. So, fair enough. Yeah, I can't. Like life. I think I go for life. <laughs> life. Fan of it. Yeah, just a bit of life. I feed my dog life. Yeah, it's, it's life enough. and lamb spines. Life. Um, I can't find lamb spines, but I've got. I, I'm finding tracheas. Uh, I'll, I'll send you my lamb spine guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there are, I think it was like a minimum spend of like 20 quid, but it's, you get a lot of stuff. But lamb spine is pretty big. And not like, I don't think it's a whole spine. No. But it's a spine. Yeah. It's more than I'm getting uh, like, um, like pig's ears he likes, tracheas are pretty good. Um, yeah. but, um, the winner is like, uh, it's like a, a rolled up pig skin and it's like two foot mm. long. Yeah. And he yeah. just, he just devours it all in like 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just uh, the thrill of the hunt. Rolled, <laughs> killed a pig, rolled it up. Yeah. Fucking big victory. Big victory. Uh, well, yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, did you, uh, do you remember your wedding? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Well, Christ, has it been that fucking long since we... Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's... we recorded early because of remembering wedding. Yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, it's longer than usual. Yeah, it's been it's been a fortnight since we last spake. Yeah. Is spake a word? I feel Shakespearean. Spade. Could be, or Homer. Or apparently Jack London. Do you know who Jack London is? No fucking idea. No idea. I thought he was some kind of rapper, but apparently some kind of literary genius or something like that. Right. We'll get into that later when we get to the Sorry, propaganda side of things. Sorry, I'm dog food. Right, gone now. No, there, no uh, there I'm food. concentrating now. Focus. Yeah. So yeah, a bit about a fortnight since we spake. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you, you, had a, you, had, you had a memorial, a wedding memorial. Or wedding memorial, kind. yes. I mourned yeah. the loss of my wedding. Um, yeah. Yeah, it died three years ago. Oh, was it good? Uh, yeah, 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 it was nice. We had a, we had, we had a staycation, which is where yeah. you, uh, instead of going on holiday, you don't. That's what I do. <laughs> I'd yeah. rather just like, just, just... Leave me alone for well, a while. We, were, we we started like looking at the the costs and everything. And we we're like, oh, it's it's fine. We like we're due a holiday, but we realistically we can get away for like four days, and it's going to cost us five hundred <laughs> quid. Um, and we were like, well, we 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 could just spend the five hundred quid on something that we want rather than something that's going to be gone. So we we um we spent our holiday um emptying out a shed and putting a hot tub in it. Which, oh, was, yeah. which was decent. Yeah, so was that still the inflatable one? Or did you spend yeah, the 500 yeah, we, on it? We had to get a new one because that one was just fucked. Just full of berries and newts. Oh, it's <laughs> too fruity now. It's got too much of a citrus zest. Yeah. Can't be dealing with it. That's fair enough. Yeah, but someone came and bought the old pump. They were like, oh, I'll give you a tenner for it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> fair enough. Right. I wonder if you get like a hanging hot tub. I'm sure you can. <laughs> That's a lot of weight. I mean... Yeah, but, like, it could be cool. You I, mean, I mean, you can get one of those infinity pools that hang off the edge of cliffs and shit. Do that. Hang <laughs> off the edge of your shed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could be fun. It's could great. be interesting. Yeah. Can you relax in a shed? I'm sure you can. I'm clearing out my... Well, I might be clearing out my shed this week. You've weekend, been threatening to, be to clear out your shed and, like, turn it into a German ship for years. Well, it's just like, it's too short and it's on legs. So you can kind of, it's, it was back in the English age where you just bought garages on legs. Right. And the people just come by, put it, they, they put it on the floor. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it can replace it with like a shipping container or something, I think. But uh, it's just, yeah, in terms of investing money in a house, could just get another house. Yeah. But could just like uh, also fair, just avoid I know, doing that. I know people that have gone, done the shipping <laughs> container route. And you can get them kind of insulated and sort of just um, ready to actually build in for like, and delivered for, for, for about two grand, which is pretty yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, I've spoken to a few people about it over the years and stuff like that. It seems right. You can get like wooden structures as well built that aren't too bad. Yeah. I nearly got a sauna a couple of years ago. I was yeah. like, oh, you could put a sauna in it. Just have yeah. a sauna in my garden. It'd be fine. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, it feels a bit too luxurious. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, I don't know. 
I don't know. I'd, I'd just be. I'd, I'd end up found just in a sauna because I didn't want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds really weird. Like, how would the dog react to you just cooking in a wooden box? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but you could have Netflix in there. I thought that's a weird. It's a oh, weird thing to do. Well, but, oh right, you can right. have TVs fitted and stuff. Yeah, and radio and oh, shit enough. like that. Like, I've seen like shower radio and stuff that's been around for ages, but I haven't seen yeah. TVs in the sauna. Yeah, it like, sounds you, awesome, hey, but like it does sound a bit exuberant. Yeah, I mean the thing is, like I don't last long in a sauna anyway. I mean, maybe a, you mean like a steam room, or do you mean like a hot just sauna, a, just yeah. dry, like a dry sauna? Uh, probably yeah. There's like settings. Right. Okay. Um, like a humidifier. In, the, in like the dry ones, I d- I can't last long in a steam room. I'm a I'm a bit better. But like, um, yeah, I, I couldn't be in there for long enough to actually watch something. Like, I, I do about twenty minute stints. It's probably enough for like a short episode. Then yeah, take a break. Yeah, or you could watch like four game, four show, like episodes of Game of Thrones at once on like double speed. This is true. Get four saunas. Yeah, you just kind of die in between them all. <laughs> get working. Yeah. Yeah, but then it, 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 it's just a slippery slope. I'm an addict, really. So, like, I'd get a sauna, then I'd have to get a plunge pool, then I'd have to get some kind of monkey frame. Yeah. And then I'd have to, like, start building a space ladder or something. Yeah, I don't know. It, like, your place is a bit of a blessing in disguise, though. Like, your your garden's like a... It's a blank slate, really. You don't have to take anything out to start putting things in or rethinking design. You can just put shit there because there's nothing there. Sure, because, yeah, a, just a square. shed, yeah. garage, yeah. But yeah, it's just weird that my garage is on legs, so I just kind of throw it away. But there's no fence; it just becomes an open gateway. So oh right, so the garage know. is the fence. Yeah, so I have right. to like do a bit of construction around it. But yeah, I just I'm just not sure whether to invest in it. And yeah, sauna was a tempting, fleeting moment, and I was like, oh, it's like three grand. It's like oh, I don't know. Feels yeah. like it feels like a bit of a, I don't know. That's like what you do with your retirement, right? Like I'm yeah. gonna die here. It's... I don't want to accept I'm gonna die here just yet. Yeah. Wait, wait it out a little bit longer. It's shit because you can't take it with you. I'm sure you could, uh, maybe. I don't know. If it's a, oh, if it, it's came, a it came as like a flat pack thing. A flat pack sauna. Ikea yeah. sauna. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was weird. They're like, you put it together yourself. I was like, really? You want me to put hot coals in a yeah. box that I'm going to cook in yeah. without any supervision or any kind of like education? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah For yeah. three grand, sign oh, me yeah, up. Three grand. <laughs> They ship it from overseas or something. It's like, yeah, we just drop it off at your house and you build it. Like, okay. It's just a load like of Lego. wood and coal. It's like, uh... <laughs> I just add fire. I mean, I, yeah, I could have yeah, bought yeah. wood and coal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but I might be emptying my uh, garage. I don't know if I put a hot tub in it. There's some kind of like, weird workbench in there, I think. Yeah. From the electrician that was here before me. Oh, that guy. So the one like, that put, uh, like, like, network ports in your spare bedroom. Yeah, and just like, I don't know what kind of liquids in the walls that's meant to be using the charging the lights. Right. The things just explode and the doors are falling off. <laughs> I need to reattach my door. That's another thing I'm going to try and do. That's been off be for a, a while. DIY weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, you just get used to it. Yeah. But it, is, it feels quite mythological to like move like a slab of wood to start your day. Yeah. But then, you know, things just get stuck under it and then the paint chips, doesn't it? Yeah. But your whole what thing middle-aged was, story. Your whole thing was moving the rock. Not the this rock, our rock. Yeah. I don't want to talk about paint chipping. It sounds too mature for me. Yeah. Don't want to, oh, no, not the paint. It's gonna. It's not in one piece. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember talking to someone about decorating or something. He was just like, oh, yeah, you have, to, you have to sand all the walls down to get it, like, dead, pristine smooth before you put the paint on. I was just like, what? Just, what? Just, just Why? put more paint on it. Yeah. yeah, just just shove Fill some stuff in the holes. Yeah. yeah, and then just just paint it. Why do you need it to be perfect? Bloody cowboy builders. You're painting here. it white. You can't even tell. Use yogurt, mate. Yeah. Relax. Why are you why are you feeling the walls? Chill out. I think people just take stuff too seriously. I was, I, I like a good cooking reality show every now and then. And uh, Hell's Kitchen was an alright one. It's like a Gordon Ramsay Vegas thing. But they stopped it, so I started watching MasterChef. Oh, like yeah. Like the American MasterChef. It's so ridiculous. Is it? If you want to be MasterChef, you've got to chop 500 onions perfectly in six hours. Go! <laughs> <laughs> 
people just walk around like, oh, these onions are shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be Master Chef. Get out. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? My favourite part was there was like a cooking, there was like a, you know, show us your signature dish or something, or cook. Some, like there was some kind of theme of like, oh, you've been given this mystery box, create a, a wonderful dish. And when they went up to criticise this one woman, they ate it. And he, I'm not joking, he went, oh, well, it's delicious. <laughs> so I guess you've got that going for you. I was like, <laughs> isn't, the, isn't that the whole point of this whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> You're complimenting that I've won? Yeah, you've won. <laughs> I'm so confused. Uh, me and Ben were talking about this show the other day that seriously. we were watching on. It was, it, it was a few years ago now on Channel 4. It only got one series, but it was great. Um, it, was, it was Nigella. What's her name? Nigella. Nigella Lawson? Is that, yeah, that's the one. Um, and they had to prepare the perfect meal on a single spoon. Like just here's a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a what am I doing with my life moment, right? When you Yeah. I mean it's you know, whatever, it's fun, it's the, well, it's interesting the sh- challenge. It's but... the chef's version of like building the ship in the bottle kind of thing, I guess. It's like just <laughs> <laughs> Give me not enough food on a spoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just about like building the but getting the perfect bite or the perfect mouthful. I can't remember. <laughs> It's a roast dinner on that spoon. No, yeah. it isn't. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a tiny chicken. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, is it just mashed potato? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good mashed potato. Like, <laughs> and like, people get like, um, so what tomatoes did you use? Oh, I used tin tomatoes. <laughs> use tin to, you, you get, hang on, my mic's gone diabolical. <laughs> the shock of tomatoes. Oh, I used tin tomatoes instead of freshly squeezed tomatoes. <laughs> Oh my god! For me, you know, I'm a critic, right? I I say things in in magazines. Oh my god! Yeah. How dare you give me tinned tomatoes? Yeah, but it, it's, you're very disappointed. It's bollocks, though. It's like, well, just taste it and do you like it? Like this just it, this, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on on here, but like I for my wife's birthday, I took her to this wine tasting thing. Oh yeah. And um, like there comes the the, the we were sampling t- trying all these wines throughout the day. And there came a point at the end of, like, in the middle of the day and at the end of the day when the, they'd look at the ones we'd just tasted and be like, so which was your favourite? Um, and But before they did that, like, like there were, there were um, people had tried some and be like, nah, I don't really like that. Nah, well, that's okay. And like, oh, I like this. It smells like leather and like all of that shit. And mm. then um, they'd inevitably... They'd be like, which is your favourite? And we would be honest because we'd circled one like on the way through. We'd be like, that, that's the one out of all of them. Um, mm. But everybody else in the room suddenly decided that their favourite one was the most expensive one. In spite of the fact mm. that fucking, like, during it, they'd have been, they, they were like, nah, it's not really for me, not my jam and everything like that. And it's like, just, it doesn't fuck it. The price obviously doesn't fucking mean anything, does it? It's like the yeah. tin tomato shit. Just taste it. If I hadn't told you it was tin tomatoes, would you give a fuck? Oh, but you're poisoning me. I'm a man with an experienced palate. Well, and experience now you've it my food and shut the fuck up. Yeah. But it's just, it's just people take things too seriously. This onion's too big. <laughs> Can't have it. Well, you're I'm fired. You're fired. What? <laughs> you know, if it's too big, you can cut it small. No. <laughs> you get one chance and you're fucked. Get out. Get out. <laughs> It's just that level of... I love it, because when you see it, you can, I, I don't know whether it's passion, but it's definitely hate, right? It's mm. definitely hate behind that. It's like, yes, you're doing... You're energetic, you're, you're pointedly doing things. I mean, you're a maniac, but as long as you acknowledge you're a maniac, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's rather that than being, like, really lethargic about cooking dinner for, like, a reality. Oh, I don't want to be doing this. Oh, like, that, guy, with that that Russian singer on the... Like re- uh, sing a <laughs> yeah. show that was just like, please, the, the I just want to go one. home. Don't vote for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, it's more, it's more interesting to have someone just take something so incredibly seriously. It's, yeah, it's great. It's much better. Yeah, but yeah, just uh, yeah. What happens when people take things too seriously? Yeah, but yeah, mm. it's, yeah you, rem- you remembered your wedding. You put a pot tub in your shed. I was, you know, life's good. Yeah, life's good. Um, oh, I, I've uh, I ate some black rice today. That was a new experience. Oh wow! Yeah, it's like good. brown rice, but not um, more charcoal. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all right. 
They said, they said on the pack, oh, it's a bit nutty. I was like, it, 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 was, it, it wasn't. It was all right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get, well, like, the, the, the different kind of types of grain and stuff. It's like, I can definitely tell a big difference between sort of white rice and brown rice, because it's more a textural thing. And then there's, like, a weird kind of wheatiness to it. But apart from that, it's all the fucking same. It's like, are you eating couscous or quinoa? Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> guess no depends idea. how you cook it, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Black people. rice is just not convenient. It took like an hour. Mm. Like, and just boiling it in water. It was shit. Anyway. Um, it's like black bean. I can't remember what it was called, but it was some kind of like a black bean dish that, yeah, took about six hours to cook. That was oof. always incredibly nice. But it was like, yeah, just takes, have to boil time. it and boil it and boil it and add more water and boil it some more. Yeah. And then eventually it tenderizes and it's gorgeousness. Yeah. I remember you... I think the first time I had like what the fuck was it? Was it Max garlic rice or Mexican rice or something? there was some kind of rice thing that you made me because the sh the chefs next door to the place that you worked in London and Covent Garden used to give you like a dish of it through the hatch and you were like this is fucking amazing and it was just like I don't know I think you fry the rice while it's raw before you cook it. Well, it's, it's well, yeah, there's loads of different ways to do rice, but like the uh, I think the key to <laughs> There was a key random point of contention that you and I had once because I was like, I always found it really weird that after you cooked the rice and seasoned it and everything, you then like rinsed it under cold water. Oh, no, I not, always, not I always cold. do that first. Right. So because I see it as if you season it and then you pour it on, they pour loads of water over it then you're kind of, like, removing a lot of the seasoning. Yeah, it depends how I cooked it. Like, if I'm just yeah. doing boiled rice... I typically like wash it off with boiling water afterwards, um, just so it's just it just just to to, so, to loosen it and to fluff it up because the salt water has cooked into it, so it doesn't really wash anything off. But if I'm doing like the frying with the garlic and everything, I just have it as it is. But it's just yeah, it's yeah. one of those things, and I know a lot of people don't do it and everything like that. But it's just something that my mum and dad always did, so it's just one of those things that stuck with me. Well, it's like to get the to get the starch off and stuff to, to when it's raw. And then, yeah, if you want it fluffier, add more water, I guess. Yeah. But there's different, yeah. different ways for different yeah. things. I'm not as um, I'm not as arsy about that shit these days. It's like, just do do what you want. I don't care. No. Yeah, yeah, just add a bit of zucchini. Did you know that... Tin tomatoes. Do you know, do you know what rutabaga is? Yeah, it's an American name for something really normal. Is it Swede or something? Yeah. Yeah. I learned, I've, I've tried learning new things for a while now, and every time I learn something, I just feel more tragic. I only found out, I think it was from watching Hell's Kitchen or something. Yeah, it was just like, it's just Swede. And yeah. what, they just don't want to say Swede? Yeah. They want to say this, they want to say eight syllables instead of one. Yeah, and then vomitoriums are a myth. Well, I didn't know that. You know that vomit, I thought vomitoriums were, you know, ancient Rome. If you need anything these, in your garden. <laughs> yeah, just fuck a hot tub. Just get a vomitorium. Yeah, I always thought like there was this big thing about socialising where you would drink and eat and then vomit yeah. and eat and drink some more. But apparently it's a big myth. doesn't exist. Never happened. No, apparently a big, whole big made-up fairy tale. So the they didn't Roman's vomit. version of fairy tales. There was no vomit, vomit in the Middle Ages. Just, they didn't orium. All right? They okay. vomited, but without They just the, went to the, the toilet like a normal person. Yeah. Didn't have apparently. a vomiting palace. Yeah, vomiting sauna, yeah. if you will, to some kind. I, I thought that was quite cool. It was quite a fun little cultural thing. What do you do? We eat and vomit in the same room. Oh, oh nice. We got a little, Me too. You know, little, little piping and plumbing yeah. for it. It's That's because I live good. in a studio flat. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so black rice. Um, my, yeah. uh, my, my, my dog's made progress. He's conquered. He's conquered his fear of the pet shop. All right. Which is good. <laughs> this didn't like uh, consumerism. Yeah, it took just, him a few uh, times. We just walked past it and just like, nope. You know when they like they dig all their feet in, like, nah, fuck that, not doing that. Right. Um, but I found that, uh, yeah, Maybe I it's just a bad I, thing. yeah, I, I just kept I just kept going and be like, fuck it, we're just gonna keep going until you come in on your own. And eventually, like, yeah, he just he just walks in on his own now. It's just it. I I get it. It's just a bombardment of smells and different like a loads of shit i imagine it's just fucking mental in there for them and it's just like you can't really pick it up on a human level because you're just like oh this just this place just smells like dog food but it doesn't it is smells it that, like a thousand uh, different kinds of dog food and is it the small one that's in like the village center near you yeah 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 
Yeah, so it's like, it's like a small vet shop. I thought like maybe it was like, you know, uh, pets at home or whatever. Uh, they no, have like I vets and stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, no, I haven't bothered so with like that. And to be you? fair, that I'd, I'd understand because like, like just big fluorescent lights and just loads of aisles and music and like all of that stuff. Like I imagine mm. that place could be quite intimidating, but it's just like taking them around a supermarket or something. But no, it's just this, just this little one. Um, well, I took uh, I took Honey to the vets recently, and um, she's had it once before, but she has like to have some medication uh, like squirted up her nostrils. Oh yeah, and like. She perfectly loves the vets, but like she knew it, and she's only experienced it one other time, I think. Yeah. Since uh, since I've had her, but she like recognised that this is the no shit, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. No, not today. I'll do everything else, but not this. It's like you've only had it once. Like no, I I remember. Okay. It's like yeah. Can Did she be, do like, the same thing? Experience? Like just plant her feet and like fuck this. I'm not. No, nah, just moving. like just passively aggressive. It was like, well, I'm not going to look at you. Oh right, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just not, not going to do this. But like everything else, she's fine. But, but yeah, I was just surprised that she'd experienced something once and already had an aversion to it. Yeah. So it doesn't even necessarily it can just be like one bad experience with something. I guess so. Yeah, it's you don't, and you don't really know what they're going to kind of remember either. Now, he doesn't yeah, give a yeah. fuck about the vets. He loves the vets. Yeah, um, just hates but, the pet shops. Yeah, just hates the things where we go and buy him stuff. But then, as yeah. I've bought him stuff each time we've gone in, now he's just like, kind of... He won't uh, He won't follow me in, but he'll go in first, which is weird. Like, I'm not going to let... Uh, yeah, it's just my it. decision. Yeah. Yeah. Is, um, is, uh, is he, has he bought his own toys yet? And he started doing that a little while ago. Um, yeah, I... Well, sort of. They were a bit high up. So, like, I took a bunch down and be like, pick one. He went, I'll have the duck. Right, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, we've done that, but I did it more with like the, the treats to kind of figure out what he'd go for. Unsurprisingly, he went for like goat's ears, which freaked everybody in the house the fuck out. I, I didn't care, but finding like, because the goat's ears have still got fur on them. So finding these yeah. like dead animal furry ears all over the house is just a bit weird for, um. Wait till I send you my lamb guy, my lamb spine guy. <laughs> <laughs> People like. You could buy a pig's head. Get head of a pig, put it in the living room. That's decent. <laughs> My like my wife and her sister like they dealt with the they 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 don't mind the pig's ears they didn't care about the trachea like but mm. the the little goat ears were just like couldn't couldn't deal fair yeah, enough don't know it's 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 women and furry things and it? it's just like it used to be cute and now it's dead and he's eating it like yeah but that's everything that he eats yeah it's just the spine has been dehaired has been shaved yeah it's a shaved trachea it's fine. Mm. Yeah, good times. Um, yeah. Good times. Yeah. I went through. Well, I had my first migraine I've ever had. Oh dear. It's a lot of lot of fun that was. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> I always heard those were just really shit. Yeah, it's just like yeah, I mean, like, you, you, it's really weird because like uh, all technology, it's, it's like an EMP. You can't use any technology anymore. Yeah. Because it's just any screen. You just like just light. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kind of sit in a you know, just lay down in a room. Put your head in the bath, just just like completely zonk out. Yeah. I'm completely unaware of everything going on in the outside world. Yeah, not that I pay that much attention, to be fair. I guess it's but, kind of like when yeah. you flewed up, and it? it's like you just enter like a fever state where just days fade into each other. Yeah, well, it was just weird because it was uh, it's like extreme headaches with nausea, mm. and you go like that always feels like an alarming sign for. You know, something's weird in your in your brain. Yeah, it's like no, you just got a headache and it's just really bad. You're like, oh, cheers. <laughs> like, you know, I don't, I don't, I can, I'm, I'm fine with that. But it's like, there's part of me that's like, well, I've got to be responsible and like investigate this shit. And if you tell me that, like, I, I, I always feel weird about like uh, seeking medical advice because like you don't want to be a burden. Yeah. I'm still, I'm, I've, I'm still waiting on a doctor's appointment to call me after 18 months. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's entirely possible they've completely forgotten. Probably, but it's medical advice. I'm not going to disagree with doctor's advice when the doctor says what you should do is wait for your phone call. Like, All right, I'll do that. <laughs> Eighteen months later, <laughs> but uh, so I don't want to yeah. be a burden. But it's like you know, it's just well, it's, these weird things are happening. Should I check it out? That's a headache. Cool. Sorry to have wasted your time. Yeah, I was going to lay down then. Oh, is that the medicine? <laughs> lay down for a bit. All right, fine. It's fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So migraines off the bucket list, isn't it? It's oh, a bit of fun. Christ. So what other diseases can go on there? Yeah, there isn't really any relief for a migraine, is there? You just have to wait it out. 
Well, apparently vomiting's meant to relieve a lot of people. It didn't relieve mine. It just vomited some more. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, you just kind of sleep it off. But yeah, it's like, it was one of the, it's like a headache that is not really a specific trigger a lot of the times. Mm. Like, it could be vision, could be stress. All like the all like the CTE cabbage. guys get migraines and shit, don't they? Like the guys that have it's got true. like concussions and that. Yeah, I don't think I've had a concussion. I had like a bike accident when I was a kid. I always thought that maybe that's kind of because they say that if you have a head injury, your personality Fuck goes you a up. little bit yeah against the norm. You lose I think like that's impulse control applicable. or something like that. Is a big thing. Yeah, and just like uh, sense of awareness and you know embarrassment. Yeah, you know, so all those like social, your brain just starts firing in different ways. I guess I think maybe that could be something funny that could have interestingly changed the roots of some people's paths. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, yeah, no head injuries recently. But yeah, just random thing that came. I was like, oh, this is this is just adds to the fun. Yeah. So that was a that was, was, was a bit of a laugh, wasn't it? It was a bit of a laugh. But yeah, uh, nothing else much going on. Remembered my non-wedding. That was fun. You're- just. Uh, my non-wedding, I just remembered that I wasn't married. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put Netflix on and watch something I've already watched again. Because yeah. I can. Because yeah. my time's not valuable. No, it is. No, it is. Uh, but yeah, it's, yeah it's, uh, we did the How Are You, Steve? With that, uh, yeah. How Are You, Steve? That's yeah. good. So we've got, got a lot of news. Oh, Wonderful. Oh, yeah, we've got loads of news. Um, I've got four things, and if you've got loads, you'll probably say at least three of them. So Maybe. We'll see. Have you got Paul Whitehouse? Uh, no. No. Uh, this was in the Stoke Centres, or I think it was in or Silverdale. It was in the Paul Silver- Whitehouse? No, it's a different one. It's a dead oh. one. Oh. Uh, do, you, do you know Silverdale? It rings yeah. a bell. Silverdale County Park. 55-year-old Paul Whitehouse was uh, had been drinking when he went for his regular swim at Silverdale County Park. But what? he ignored a warning from a local angler to stay out of the water and got into difficulties before shouting for help. Two teenage cousins had alerted the emergency services after noticing Paul from Earl Street in Newcastle under Lyme in difficulty at two in the afternoon. He was later pulled from the water. <laughs> so... This guy's went for a swim drunk. In the went, pond? Like, in, yeah, in the county park. Yeah, so I guess there's a park. There's a pond there. He yeah. did it all the time, apparently. This time. Oh, he, right. He, uh, he called for help, and then he drowned. Did he die? Cut- oh, yeah, he's dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better, though, because he's kind of like, what a legend. Uh, two teenage cousins alerted. One of the teens said, my cousin shouted at me saying, there's someone in the water. It was a person. He looks like he's swimming. Five minutes later, <laughs> he's half swimming, half drowning. So something's got him. Uh, uh, five minutes later, he's bobbing up and down. We asked if he wanted help, but then he went underneath the water. Then he came back up, and my cousin ran down to help him. The other teen added, "We saw something floating. We looked closer and saw a man. He didn't look distressed. Well, he's quite chilled about drowning. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not distressed. Yeah. He doesn't look stressed." <laughs> He this was about he was dead, five apparently. minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he was still alive because um, a few moments after he was not looking distressed, he started waving his arms and shouted, help. I shouted, we're calling the police. Okay. It's a weird thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you calling the police? Call an ambulance, right? Yeah. Someone's drowning. Uh, call an ambulance. Fire brigade? To get them out uh, of the... Who the fuck maybe? do you call for that? Well, to say there's someone drowning, I don't, it, it seems weird that they call the the police would be. Because I imagine it's the same number Coast for all three in it. Get, get in the <laughs> pond. Air rescue. I yeah. Don't know. Something. Um, I ran towards him. He was very drunk. At that point, he was under the water. He started going backwards. He went in the water and back out. His friend then said, I've just seen my best friend die. He's not dead yet. What? I ran towards him. He was very drunk. He was under the water. He started going backwards. He went in the water and back out. His friend said, I've just seen my best friend die. So, wait. So he was with somebody and that somebody didn't help him? No, he was like, oh, I've just seen him die. I'm still... (laughs) (laughs) I've seen you die, mate. (laughs) Angler Paul Kelsall says Paul was wearing black shorts, socks and shoes. Oh, well. If he was wearing black shorts... Um, it's the end. He was yeah. grieving already. Socks and told- shoes. 
It's like when you go... Uh, did you ever do that thing in high school where they make you swim in your pyjamas? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that. You don't swim in, in socks and shoes. Just swimming in a house fire. Yeah. For where odd occasion where you jump out of the window into the hot tub in your shed and you can't get out very quick. You need to be able to swim out of it in your pyjamas. Yeah. He told the court, I was fishing. I saw a man and I said, it's dangerous to swim in there. He came out of the water and apologised. Later, for a second time, I saw the man go through with a rubber ring. <laughs> so, <laughs> this guy's wasted, goes swimming. Fisherman says, it's dangerous. He goes, oh, oh I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll go get my rubber ring. I'll go get my rubber ring. <laughs> he runs out, comes back in with a rubber ring like, Whoa. <laughs> That's how I see it in my mind anyway. It's great. How do you I'm drown so in a rubber ring? Don't know, maybe it floated away. <laughs> uh, the roofer was waiting for a date to start his alcohol rehabilitation. Okay, so he was waiting for alcohol rehab. Um, North Staffordshire senior coroner Andrew Barclay gave the cause of death as immersion in water. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he drowned, so he immersed. He was immersed. Okay. Very, very immersed. Um, he said he entered the water having consumed a large amount of alcohol, but he was used to taking alcohol. <laughs> so it wasn't like he was, he was used unused. to being pissed. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it was, the swimming that killed him. <laughs> it, was just, it was the immersion. He was immersed in alcohol, that's fine. He was able to stay with it, but when he immersed in the water, he loved to swim and would enter at any available opportunity. He seems to go into the water and is told off by a fisherman, so he goes deeper in the water. <laughs> he died of an accident. A contributing factor is the misuse of alcohol. A contributing factor. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's just uh, part of it. He was, he was wasted, but he drowned, but he was also wasted. So. Yeah. Contributing factor. Lack of armbands. Yeah, but he had a rubber ring. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry, I'm sorry. For the, the rubber ring. <laughs> <laughs> Fisherman, go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's so meant it's to it, be. Um, it's meant to be dangerous because of all like the, the pond weed and shit under the surface. And apparently, mm. people just get tangled up in it and fucked. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. I mean, I've swam in lots of ponds before. And yeah, there's weeds and stuff, but I don't know. Accidents do happen. Yeah. Speaking of accidents, a mm. young dad was found dead in a recycling plant after he's thought to have climbed inside a commercial waste bin, which was emptied into a rubbish truck. Oh, God. I think we covered this a while ago, but mm. this is like, uh, they've, they've followed up on it. Adam Forrester was enjoying a night out in Handley just before his body was discovered in a pile of waste. Now, almost four years on from the tragedy, his, fam his family finally hoped to get some answers. I mean, I, I guess you would want concrete answers. You wouldn't be like, well, we found him in a bin. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, but why was he in a bin? Like, uh, did he, was he put in the bin? Was he murdered? And I mean, the body hidden in how there? do we know? How do we know? The first day of the three-day hearing focused on his last movements. He was staying at the Macari Centre. What's the Macari Centre? Is that like a hotel? Hostel? Macari. Support? I don't know. Gone out with a... Oh, a hostel, I think. Okay. So he's staying at a hostel. Um, he'd gone out for the night with a friend from the hostel, Andrew Lloyd. Both had been drinking. Mr Lloyd recalled, Well, before we went into the nightclub, we took off our jackets, we put them in a couple of bins. Uh, they were the big ones that get lifted up. And we'll pick them up after the nightclub. Oh, oh yeah. You remember, you know, you go out for a nightclub instead of, like, paying for the cloakroom fee, you just put it in a bin? Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of this. No. I mean, I, 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 I was cheap when I went out, so I just, like, tied it around my waist. Yeah, well, but, I mean, like, we used to just drink water. You, we wouldn't pay yeah. for a cloakroom. We'd, just we'd just further go it. out without a coat, probably. Just put it in a bin? Yeah. So I guess like if you're keeping your, I mean, and, and then that kind of makes sense, right? If you're if you're drinking, you've put your, you you know you've put your coat in a bin. Mm. After you've like want to go home, you got to go get your jacket, right? Where's yeah, the jacket? Because your Probably keys are in, the in bin. there. And... <laughs> 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 Everything you own, slop yeah. in the bin. It'll be fine. Uh, they intended to pick up the coats later. It's not known if he had fallen into the bin while trying to retrieve his jacket. At 4am, Stephen Fricker began his shift as a driver at H. Brown & Son Recycling. 
His route took him to three collection points, included two bins near a nightclub which contained glass and municipal waste. And well, I, and a jacket. <laughs> and Adam. Yeah. <laughs> what was his name, Adam? I think it was Adam. Uh, yeah, Adam Forrester. Uh, in total, he put 102 bin loads into his wagon. Uh, and th- this is the guy whose b- truck found Adam. So he poured 102 bin loads on top of him at most. Christ. Giving Ezidit. Crushed it again and yeah. again. Yeah, put some glass on him. Oh. Why not? Whoop, under attack. Crazy dog. Yeah. Uh, giving evidence yesterday, Mr. Fricker said he checked every bin before pushing the button mm. and letting the waste fall into the hydraulic compaction. And he did state there was nothing untoward. Well, it wasn't untoward. It was more of a toward. These checks include kicking the bin, lifting the lid of the bin, and looking through a viewing window in the truck. Wow. So he kicked the bin. It wouldn't have been in there if he kicked the bin, right? Uh, no, no, that is the universal check. That's like kicking the tires and shit. That's checking for the guy covered by glass. It's like, oh no, he kicked it, he's fine. Yeah. Miss um, North Staffordshire Assistant Coroner Margaret Jones. I don't know why they keep, they're treating these like coroners and autopsy people like celebrities. Name dropping coroners. Adam was 16 stone and six feet tall. If he was in the bin and you kicked it, it's likely you would have found him. Mr. Fricker replied, yeah. The investigation continues. So. <coughs> That's right. So yeah, they, the the mystery of where how this guy got into a truck. I kind of feel like well, he stored his clothes in the truck. The clo- uh, the bin was his walk-in wardrobe, <laughs> and with that kind of comes a lot of risk. Yeah, so I mean, uh, it's it's still a bold move. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten in a wheelie bin before when drunk. Yeah, but that was but at the like, house. Yeah. That was in the kitchen. That was more of a question as to why was there a bin in the kitchen? Wasn't but, that bin? I uh, went back from a poker tournament of some kind, I think. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, if yeah, the guy was crushed by bins and found in a bin, the family want questions, but I, the answers are pretty sad. Yeah. Well, covered in glass. <laughs> in other news, <clears throat> a California restaurant owner is turning heads with a sign outside his establishment that asks patrons to show proof of being unvaccinated. Oh yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, so he's only he only wants people who aren't he wants non-vaccinated people within his residence. And no problem with that. You can do whatever you want. And yeah. uh, if people don't but, like it, they don't have to go. That was my response. It was like, well, fuck it. Who cares? Well, the thing that makes him a bit of a bellend is he <laughs> thinks he's a. T- <laughs> Where is it? <coughs> he said. I feel blessed to be on the front lines of this battle in defence of our liberty and freedom. He runs a pasta restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the front lines, you <laughs> knobhead. Uh, we have zero tolerance for treasonous anti-American stupidity. Anti-American stupidity is an oxymoron, isn't it? Thank mm. you for pondering. Taped to the front of the door, more American counties, cities and businesses doubling down on anti-American lockdown man- mandates. Well... Basilico's Pastor Evino just tripled down. From day one, we've never complied. We've banned masks. And now we require proof of being unvaccinated. <laughs> it's just a weird It's just a weird flag to fly. Uh, I don't get it. To each their own. Like, it's, it's part of that whole... Well, sure, but don't think you're country. doing something important. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, if you, want, if you want to hold a belief and you know, run your business how you want, perfectly fine. But to be like, this... Is the front line of science? You're like, All yeah, right. it's that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I um, I mean, like, I I agree with him in some ways. Like, I'm not one of these people that thinks vaccines should should be mandated. But at the same time, yeah, you're not on the front. Just just do what you want. Why do you have to but, do a, make a big? Well, he's gone the other way. He's not saying that vaccines should be mandated. He's saying they should be banned, right? Because he's saying you cannot enter my premises if you have a vaccine. So he's actually going against the vaccine. He's, he's truly going anti-vax. Well, I, and he's like, I don't know. Don't come I, in here I, if you're vaccinated. I remember. I read that, and I I took it as being sort of against those people that were like, you can't come in unless you're vaccinated. It's kind of just taking the opposite stance as opposed to actually being against vaccines. He's against telling people <coughs> what to do based on. I don't. But I don't know. 
But he's going against it by doing the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, by going against people who's saying you should be vaccinated, he's taking the stance of saying you shouldn't be vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a, it's just one of those where he's like, I'm making a statement. It's like the statement's stupid. <laughs> you see the uh, the uh, I can't I didn't look that much into it, but there was something about the BBC. People were protesting against vaccination and all the isolation stuff. Yeah. And uh, they were they did it by protesting outside of the BBC, but the BBC haven't been there for eight years or something. Mm. So they were oh, yeah. protesting yeah. about <laughs> our research is our medical research is better than your medical research, and yeah. they couldn't Google where the BBC, where the BBC was. was. <laughs> so it was just like you're not helping yourself. <laughs> it feels like that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like guy, dude, you you make pasta. Yeah. Give people pasta if they want pasta or whatever. But like, this is Iraq. No, you're a pasta place. Yeah. It's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like the, um, like the, what was that? That that really famous one from a few years ago, the the, the place that didn't want to make a, a wedding cake for a gay couple. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I fully agree with, like, their stance, which is, like, you can't make me do something I don't want to do, but you're welcome to buy one of our pre-made kind of cakes. Mm. Like, I, whatever it was, like, that whole thing. We've been... I th- the, the world's been through it a thousand fucking times now. I fully agree with their stance. But they weren't being like, we're on the front line of liberty yeah. and freedom. It's like, no, just you're just doing what you want, and I respect that. Let's, let's just leave yeah. it at that. Yeah, instead of trying to make it a political statement. It's not good for business. It's not like, oh, it's going to be, this is the, you know, we're going to get more customers. Yeah. It's more like he just wanted to make a political statement because he was about what about whatever it was. Well, the, the other thing, the other side of it that I kind of understand as well is that guys, people in his line of work are just royally fucked off at the minute because mm. well, over here it's not as bad. It's still not great, but over there, it's like you you shut us down and took all our businesses away and ruined so many people's livelihoods without giving them any support just because you could. So I can understand why they're fucked off. Um, well, yeah, but then if you make it more and more public that you're not doing the, you know, health safety yeah. stuff, you're going to make it's it just worse, it. right? It's, <laughs> a, it's, it's, a, it's kind of like a like a trigger happy kind of reaction like i understand yeah. i fully understand why they're pissed off I, under, I i completely get it um but yeah it's just basically i, I get why they're angry um regardless of yeah. what they're doing but just don't be egotistical about it yeah don't be yeah. like oh well i'm i'm making a difference in the world it's like no you're just angry yeah it's fine yeah be angry but be like oh you know this is the front line this i'm a hero like, well, I, I don't know don't know about it <laughs> Uh, in other news, uh, a stunned, a stunned, a stunned mum almost had a heart attack when she thought her daughter escaped her cot and was grinning into the baby monitor on the floor, only to discover it was a pack of nappies. So she had like oh, a wait. baby monitor. <laughs> the picture on the nappy thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole article. I just found that quite funny. She looks on the on the baby monitor and it's just <laughs> yeah, it's just a massive baby. <laughs> My baby's escaped. <laughs> oh no, it was just a pack of nappies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was that old article. I just find that uh, pretty funny. Oh, did you um, uh, did you hear about? Uh, there's a lot of stuff in the. Oh yeah, there was some other stuff in the Olympics as well, actually, wasn't there? I'll do, uh, I'll do a few more. Um, do you hear about the Belarusian sprinter who's trying to escape Tokyo? No. <laughs> it's very brief, but um, yeah, a Belarusian sprinter brought under the protection of the Japanese authorities on Monday after she made a dash for freedom at a Tokyo airport. Just ran the other way. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, well, she's a sprinter, right? I mean, yeah. go for it. Christina... Simanuskaya, who said her team was forcing her to return home after she publicly criticised her coaches, Ooh. plans to seek asylum in Poland. An activist group supporting the athlete told the Associated Press. So there, there was a lot more to it, uh, uh, but I only saw like bits of it. And it was like, yeah, she criticised her coaches or something. And then they were like, you need to pretend you have an injury and go home and then you will be dealt with. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't want to go home. I want to be in the Olympics. They're yeah. like, no, you need to leave. 
so it wasn't was that big interesting a story but I've got a, a Belarusian mate um, who listens to the podcast as well and um, he said there was uh, other stuff going in Belarus and I think he, he translated um, a Belarusian news um, you know show like Bill O'Reilly where they like have a monologue on a news show and he, I can't remember exactly what it was referring to, but it's quite uh, patriotic, let's say. So I'll, I'll read right. it out. Europe and America, you stink. <laughs> Geopolitical half-corpse is decomposing, and that stench is spreading everywhere, threatening to choke humanity. You rejected the teachings of Christ and the principles of honour and decency. When you said there's no God, you also said there's no sin. German Nazism is quintessential of the Western civilization. Mein Kampf and Marquis de Sade are your Bible. You missed one small detail. There will be no hell on earth. And there is still people who will thwart those devilish plans. Our people, I can see your eyes. <laughs> European politicians, you're tired. You're weak. You have no will. You're old, flabby, and you haven't got any kids. Your hands are... <laughs> So, like, uh, <laughs> I'm halfway through, but, like, it's just, like, you turn on the telly and this is what's coming out. It's, uh, what's going on? Uh, he's just having a rant. Just one All guy right. in California, like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, and you haven't got any kids. Your hands are shaking. You're babbling nonsense with your mouths, degradants and mutants. All you have is a transgender heavy lifter and stupid cow eyes. And <laughs> stupid cow eyes? <laughs> oh, your eyes are like cows. <laughs> All right. And if Homer, Shakespeare, Hugo, Jack London, Goethe, de Gaulle and Hemingway were still alive, they would reject you. They thought, oh, you're going to get rejected by Shakespeare. <laughs> no! <laughs> Not Shakespeare. Uh, they would use any means necessary to cross the borders and listen to Alexander Lukashenko on this upcoming Monday. I think that's their president or whatever. Yeah. The great seek the great, and you are just trifling, being washed away by history. You're nothing, so just fade away into nothingness. <laughs> Right now, you infinitely insult our leader. <laughs> infinitely, <laughs> to the power of infinity. You slander and belch the anger you built up over the centuries just because you're impotent and jealous. <laughs> <laughs> you're jealous and you're impotent. <laughs> you understand that your days are numbered. And to replace these weak, old, cowardly lies marches the truth. Radiant, fervent, deep and mighty. It is carried by President Lukashenko. Make way, dead men. <laughs> <laughs> now over to Susie with the weather. <laughs> I want that news, man. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's not good for the country, but just for a yeah. night. Just have Trevor yeah, McDonald. Just, like. Yeah, it's, just, it's that robot chicken moment of just switching between channels. Yeah. It's just this guy going on. You're impotent and jealous. What? Cow what eyes. What's going on? Yeah. And you got no kids. <laughs> yeah, you're flabby. Shakespeare's <laughs> going to reject you. Oh. <laughs> well, did you hear about... Um, um, who's that? Andrew Neil? Like, he started... News reading for like a yeah private a, internet news thing. Uh, yeah, I mean it. Uh, they they've been largely slandered because it's uh, the, the the mainstream kind of news fucking hate them, and they made yeah. them out to be like Fox News, but they're actually they're actually pretty balanced. Uh, it's good, great GBN, like it's all on YouTube Some, uh, and yeah. stuff. But it's yeah, yeah Andrew yeah. Neil was the was the, was the you. Like really well Public respected figure, presenter for like the BBC he used to do all the all the political interviews and stuff. I think it mm. was the editor for the Times for like a long time. Was it the Times? I can't remember. Maybe the Telegraph, yeah. something like that. Um, but for for a long time, and he he eventually was just like, nah, fuck it. The the BBC's going in this direction that I'm not keen on. These people want to yeah. give me lots of money to go and kind of head up their news thing. Um, and it's got like him and um, oh. 
a, a bunch of new people, like a bunch of people who haven't been like in the other news sources and stuff before. And it's there's the odd thing where it's like, well, here's a show presented by Nigel Farage, which is like, I understand divisive figure and all that, but he's got an audience, which is why he's there. Um, so mm. like, it, and it, it's. It's the same same with a with a bunch of people. There's a, there's a, there's a there's a commentator on there as well that's like I can't remember his name. He's famous for um for for for, for a character that he plays on Twitter. Um Oh, I think I know who you mean. Yeah, uh I think I know who you mean. Yeah. I've, I've said a few interviews with them like, yeah. He, he's like on Twitter. He's like an overly outrageously PC person or something uh, yeah, like that. Um, t- yeah, t- t- not Tiffany. Oh, I can't remember her name. But um, yeah, he, it's it's a, it's a it's a woman anyway. Incredible. Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> no, could be Sinead O'Connor. I don't know. No. It's a funny name. Um, but yeah, and their their big news thing was like we'll say the things that you know they won't let us say on other networks or something like that. It's, and it's, I remember them having difficult like. Uh, but again, it, it could all just be a uh, bias, right? But like, yeah. they had a bunch of technical difficulties. I remember I, when it started, I saw the link and I watched it and it, it wasn't quite working. Mm. And then like the people they advertised apparently didn't give them permission to advertise their stuff. So mm. it just seemed like, uh, they, I think it was like Copperberg or something like that. Was right. sponsor- they like, oh, drink Copperberg. Copperberg's like, no. We didn't say this. So you would kind of expect like these random rants on on stuff like that, not obviously in this ridiculous yeah. craziness, but like a bit more than you know centralized news. They're they're actually really good. Um, I, I I don't know. I've wa- I watched a bunch of their stuff on YouTube. It's like, well, mm. they've got this guy. They've got a left wing guy and a right wing guy, and they both interview the guests and stuff. And it's like, well, this is they're both asking the questions from either side and. The guest is answering honestly because he trusts them not to attack him. It's like this isn't like anything else that's on TV or isn't anything. Isn't that what is... Crossfire did in like the nineties or something like that? Maybe, maybe, on but Fox. It's, I don't know. It's 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 good. Like people are actually honest on 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 there from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, it's if you if, anyway if if you're into kind of like keeping up with current events and stuff and you want that kind of discussion, it's worth watching. Like it's all on YouTube. Um, yeah. But I've never I, liked I think, Andrew Neil again. But I think it's just because all of his content is just not my content yeah, at all. It's yeah, all like absolutely. politics and stuff like that. And I'm just like, who cares? Yeah, but they <laughs> but had that's like just, um, I'm not I'm not in it. They had like Leo Kurse and a couple of other comedians on that doing like a roundtable on um, on uh, free speech in comedy, and it was really good. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like just it's, it's stuff that's that you're just not getting elsewhere anyway. And all the other kind of mainstream outlets slandered it to the point now where people who've never seen it are, are being like, oh, it's just a Fox News full of Nazis and all of that shit. It's just, <laughs> uh, whatever, whatever. Like, what? it's just, yeah. But it's it's good. It's worth watching. Yeah. I mean, in, in other... Uh, in other news. Segway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is uh, this is this is like a, a larger topic, but I just found this guy quite interesting. Randall Plunkett strides through the hip high grass of Dunsany, a six hundred and fifty uh, sixteen hundred acre estate in the middle of Ireland, trailed by an invisible swarm of midges and his four Jack Russell Terriers named Tiny, Lumpy, Chow, and Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Just one of his dogs is named Beavis and Butt. <laughs> the cattle and sheep are long gone. So will two are the lawns and many of the crops in their place is a riot of shrubs, flowers and trees. Uh, so basically this is like, uh, um, what's he called? He's something like, uh, he's a baron. He's, he's the 21st baron of Dunsany. And uh, there's a movement in Ireland to no longer farm land. And just let it become wild again. Okay. So that it reintroduces nature and yeah. you know stuff like that. So he's been doing that. Um, uh, it's probably one of Ireland's most ambitious attempt at rewilding on private land. According to the UN, the world needs to rewild an area the size of China to Christ. meet commitments. How the fuck on are you going to do that? Just, uh, just give China. up your land, everyone. <laughs> everyone, move to China, and we'll just fuck everything else. 
Yeah, and people don't like it because it doesn't look as nice, right? It's not farmed fields and taking care of gardens well, and stuff like point. that. Um, the Baron, uh, Mr. P uh, Randall Plunkett, the Baron of Dunsany, says, you'd be surprised when you live in a castle how many times people think you're an idiot. <laughs> like a legend. <laughs> Oi, beams are butted. Come over. <laughs> One dog comes along. What, were you expecting two dogs? No. <laughs> um, Plunkett says vindication has come in multiple forms. Before, the estate had just three types of grass. Now it has 23. I didn't do it. The birds did, he said. <laughs> Trees regenerated and multiplied. Oak, ash, beech, Scots pine and black poplar. I see lots of saplings growing that I haven't planted. Um, yeah, so he's just like a baron. Who's, he's into death metal. So he's like, oh, <laughs> death metal, walk around a castle. People call me an idiot. I've got loads of grass types now. <laughs> I've got four dogs with five names. Uh, I'll do. Uh, I'll do. Uh, I'll do one more for this week. All right. Uh, Pete. Pete Parada. You know Pete Parada. Mm, uh, no. Drummer of Offspring has been ousted from the band for not getting vaccinated. Oh God. Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I haven't kept up to date with music. But is the Offspring still releasing albums? I. I don't know, I, but they're still doing shows. They still perform sure. now and again when Dexter's not out being a PhD in something or other. Yeah, wasn't he meant to be curing HIV or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah something like that. Uh, to be fair, if, if your lead singer, if your front man's out there sciencing the shit out of transferable diseases, yeah. and then you come along and be like, well, I'm not going to do this because of, you know... I think he said. I think he said he's, he believes he's got like a medical situation that it's like the 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 the, the it's the risk of taking the vaccination is greater than the risk of him getting the disease. So maybe yeah. he's got some kind of situation, and he's got no ill will. Yeah. It's just why is this in the news? Yeah. <laughs> well, Offspring's going to be you know changing their drummer because of COVID. Like, how far into the bottom of the barrel are you for news articles? Yeah. So yeah, Offspring. Uh, you know, if, uh, for all the fans of Offspring looking for the, the drummer at the next show, he might not be there because he's because of because of COVID stuff. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I've got I've got more, but I'll save it. Uh, for, right. It is week. nice that the world's opened opened up again. Now we are getting all the weird and stupid stories back in. There was a chunk of time there where it was like oh, no one's left, so nothing's happening. Yeah, but, just um, kind of. Seeing what's going on. No, it's what good. are the offspring doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not playing. They got. They're looking for a drummer. Um, yeah, mum saw a pack of nappies on her monitor and freaked the shit out. <laughs> <laughs> Front page news. Uh, okay, uh, two brothers in Charlotte, North Carolina, have been killed after being hit by a train, while they were mourning their other brother who was killed after being hit by a train. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of silence. Toot, toot. Oh, very funny, Mike. That wasn't me. <laughs> Turn around, fucking train. <laughs> so, uh, two men were struck and killed by a Lynx Blue Line light train. Very specific. Oh, a light, not a heavy one. Light train. No, only a light no, train. A little train. Uh, Tuesday morning in South Charlotte. Uh, we're conducting a memorial for their brother who was struck and killed in the same spot last week. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to go one way, might as well go the same way that you're memorialising. <laughs> the, uh, the conductor of the train stopped after the two brothers were hit. Police said that they suspect impairment was a contributing factor for both men. Uh, so, memorial impairment? Uh, oh, they didn't hear it coming. They didn't hear the train coming over the sound of the memorial music. I I mean, I assume they mean <laughs> yeah, pain like Black Sabbath. <laughs> like, yeah. No, <laughs> Yeah, no, I assume it just meant they were pissed, but God knows. Um, oh, maybe. Uh, people always ask, how do you get hit by a train? They're so loud. They make so much noise. They're so heavy. They blow their horn. Uh, Operation Ooh. Lifesaver Executive Director Margaret Cannell said, you can't always depend on hearing the train. They're much quieter until they get right up on you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they travel faster than the speed of sound. Yeah. 
Operation so, Lifesaver, in, uh, incidentally, is a charity for people who've been hit by trains. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like raising awareness for people being hit by trains. By trains. <laughs> Which is like, I mean, it's, not, it's any way to go for the, those around you is a sad way to go, I'm sure. I'm sure. But like... I mean, how much awareness do you need of a train? <laughs> Don't well, go on the train tracks. It's it's like yeah, it's not like they go on pedestrian roads or down dark alleyways. It's like no, it's on a train track, right? It's surrounded by wood and steel. <laughs> you yeah. think you would see it coming. Or at least yeah, be aware of it when you're memorializing somebody who was hit by it. Yeah. Um, in other news, after much discussion, scientists examining a photograph of a goose flying upside down in New Zealand have concluded that it was most likely just showing off. It's just a boastful one, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, what else did I think it was? Well, maybe it's flying down. <laughs> Could be. There's no other way to get closer to the earth than flying yeah. down. Were you standing on your head while you were taking the picture? <laughs> no, but, but the goose is... Yeah, no. No. Ah, oh, it's arrogant goose, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the manoeuvre, called whiffling, uh, is when geese roll their body upside down and twist their neck 180 degrees, degrees to its normal position. So the goose is, like, facing normal as... Right, yeah. But its whole body is the other way around, so its feet are sticking in the air. Right. Um, right. Uh, while the photo was taken earlier this year, it's since sparked heated debate um, as, to why, <laughs> as to why geese do this. Uh, Lars Sorik. Why? <laughs> we have to know why. Why are they whiffling? Who called it whiffling? Why? Uh, Lars Sorik, a wildlife photographer and conservation science communicator for Bird Protection Netherlands, said the image might just reflect a goose that's learning new tricks. Hey! <laughs> yeah, I'm adventurous. I'm yeah. exploring my creative side. My... My goose acrobatics, if you will. Yeah, upside down <laughs> geese. Um, it's like, I, mean, I guess if you saw it, it would be a weird thing. But I've never seen an animal doing something and been like, why does it do that? I just assume it's just something that they do. Yeah, it could just be doing it for fun. Yeah. Like, isn't it like dolphins do st weird stuff with blowfish? Yeah. Like, to get high and stuff like something that? Something like, like that. Squirrels like eat expired acorns or something yeah and get bees drunk. get pissed and just yeah yeah just a pissed up goose yeah yeah it's like get turning around yeah do a bit uh, of a flip um in other news um a man in uh, a man in madoa india has died after quote kidnapping and biting a baby viper um, <laughs> According to the Times of India, Rama Mato, 65, kidnapped and bit the baby viper outside his home in vengeance for an earlier attack outside his home. Um, <laughs> you bite my front door, I bite your babies. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Extreme. Uh, Mato's relatives said he was bitten more than 10 times in the face while chewing on the snake before snow <laughs> throwing it into a nearby tree. Um, he went to bed on Sunday night and was discovered dead the next morning. <laughs> yeah so, i mean he must have expected i mean yeah just he had it coming i mean yeah he literally put his face as close as he possibly could yeah to a snake yeah we, it's just just a weird attitude to have like if a snake bit me i wouldn't be like well i'm gonna bite you like yeah. and and but apparently his his family were just like you should you should really go to hospital to get all that sorted out. And he's like, nah, it'd be fine. <laughs> because he thought, he assumed like, oh, it's a baby viper. I'll oh. be all right. That was his justification. It was just like, it's only, it's only a baby venom. It's only little venom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, no, bitten 10 times in the face and then died. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the real winner. Yeah. Other snake got a free tree. Yeah, I mean, he bit the snake a bunch and yeah, and threw it away. Maybe the snake died, but it might not have done. Exactly, and he definitely and died. And he definitely died. Yeah. yeah. One nil. Yeah. Well, two nil, because he attacked him earlier in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's on a roll. Um, 
And finally, three people in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee have been injured by a collapsing iceberg at the Titanic Museum. (laughs) (laughs) History is doomed to repeat itself, right? I mean... Uh, (laughs) I don't think you'd even call an ambulance, would you? No. You'd just be like... Uh, this is fate. Like they can't, you can't fight fate. I tempted fate and yeah. I got crushed by it. <laughs> uh, the extent of their injuries is unknown at this time and all three were taken to the hospital. A spokesperson for the museum stated, We take pride in the quality of our maintenance and have measures in place to ensure that appropriate safety guidelines are upheld. We, the iceberg was just as fatal as the original. We take pride in that. Yeah. Yeah, picture perfect. It's a, a yeah. real life. It's a reenactment. They get yeah. crushed by it as if it fell on them. I, Must have been, or like bits fell off. It says it, yeah, it collapsed. A collapsing iceberg at the Titanic Museum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's such a weird place to have a Titanic Museum. Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. <laughs> It's not what well, I, I, it's weird what different countries pick up about other people's cultures, yeah. Like London fog, it's like I don't think it's ever been foggy in London because of the industrial revolution. But people are like, Oh, London's really foggy, You're like, no, never has been. Well, Fine. I mean, it, it was they, they would have been smoggy years ago, but like it all went up, yeah. So it's like it's not like the streets were covered in fog and smog and stuff. But it's just like, because there's a coat brand named London Fog, people are like, oh, foggy London. Yeah. It's just like whatever people just take their fancy about about different cultures. So maybe people loved the Titanic in Tennessee. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, dog's back. Um, Yeah. Um, But um, yeah, that's, (laughs) that's me this week. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, if you go to a museum, you can't expect it to be 100% safe, right? You're diving into history, and history is a landmine of Oh, yeah, if there's one place danger, you expect right? to be injured, it's a museum. I reckon so. Yeah. You can't, like, the more, every time people delve into people's Twitter history, it's always something that, something dangerous comes out of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Forget yeah. about history. Move on. <laughs> go to, like, an abstract art museum or something. Is, is, is yeah, this yeah, at least then if you get hurt or... Um, injured or whatever, you have to spend time trying to understand why. Yeah, it's abstract. Yeah. <laughs> you, go, you know, it, it I'm opens you up a different world. lost my leg. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, it's, I mean, it is a big tin of baked beans, but, you know, I am falling down this eternal staircase. So, <laughs> so it's, you know, I, don't, I don't know exactly how I'm feeling about my own demise. Yeah. I broke out. every bone in my body, but I'm not going to go hungry. So. Yeah, but this guy's got no face. (laughs) So, potato, potato.